Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Kristen and I'm here with Sammy. Hi. And also today we have Lauren joining us. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Lauren is one of our um, clinicians here at the Holistic Heart and she's been with us for a few years. She's amazing. You probably, uh, if you've been in our community for a little while, you've probably at least seen some of her offerings and groups and workshops if you're um, not lucky enough to be one of her clients directly. (laughs) So um, we're excited to have Lauren joining us today and we're gonna be talking about uh, exploring intuition. And the reason why we were thinking and hoping that Lauren would talk to us about this is this is sort of uh, one of her areas of expertise, of specialty. She does a lot of work uh, with people who are highly sensing and who are empathic um, and who work with intuition in various ways. So we are excited, Lauren, to have you joining us today. Yes. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's always fun. Like this is the, only the second time that we've gotten to do a trio. So yes. I mean, I love you, Sammy. I love talking. <laughs> that sounded like a heck. I'm tired of talking to just Sammy. You can be honest. <laughs> never, never, ever. Oh, oh my god. No, but I'm really excited about this too because I think I love the whole concept of intuition, but I think it's something that's so valuable to talk about through the lens of um, mental health and just like doing the inner work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So maybe Lauren, you could start us off with just like a general explanation, like when we're talking about intuition, what we're talking about, just to sort of start the conversation. So we have some context for that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Cause like the word intuition, um, it's like such a blanket statement for so many things. Like there's so many different aspects. So, um, like I think the best general working definition in my opinion is it's like the it's kind of an expansion of sensing you know beyond what we I guess notice or name that we do like especially through the physical senses so when we think of sensing we often think of you know touch sight taste smell hearing and then intuition is really like an expansion of those and it overlaps and umbrellas too, like a lot of other ones Mm. that we can get into. So like, I'll just say to start, you know, it can be as simple as, um, like a gut feeling about just, I don't know, um, something that you're doing when telling you, you like it, you don't, um, danger, et cetera, maybe, um, which we'll get into too, because that also involves anxiety and our body's processes. 
um, can also even lean into more like precognitive things mm. like anticipating um, future events or future potentials really. Mm. So um, to bring it back, I'd say intuition is just um, an expanded sense of knowing mm. and it can be accessed in different ways. So, yeah. Love that. Oh, expansion of sensing. I like had to write that down. I love that <laughs> so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, when you kind of like go through all like the different words and really got to bring it down, it's like, that's what kind of sticks if you have mm-hmm. to, it's just that, yeah, an expanded mm-hmm. sense of knowing. I really appreciate that uh, sort of distillation um, because I, I sort of, my own feeling about intuition is like, we are so conditioned to orient outward um, and that like a lot of emphasis is placed on perception like you were talking about Lauren the five senses and how we perceive and interact with our external environment which of course is very valuable um and also I love that that expansion of sensing because it's like intuition in my experience of it or my feeling around it is like that turning that perception that's outward facing to into introception that's inward facing right so like perceiving inward um and noticing what's arising in the internal in addition to what's arising in the external and how we're um, dynamically sort of in in relationship with those different aspects of self and the way that we interact with ourselves in the world. Yeah, I, I really like that too, like the internal and external. And, you know, earlier when I was thinking about this, one thing that came to mind, especially in like the mental health setting around intuition is, um, you know, whatever, thousands or hundreds or however many years ago, we had to rely more on our intuition. You know, today, for better or worse, or it is what it is, like, I think we've given more of our attention to, like, the external world and how, like, it's almost like our safety or our well-being is in other people's hands, right? Like, we look outside of ourselves, like, does our car have the right safety, you know, mechanisms or things? So we kind of make it a very externalized process. Mm -hmm. So there's not that, um, that awareness of what we already have that might be, that's always there and we're always using it. And, you know, and can talk a little bit too at some point about how we are using it Mm -hmm. in different ways every day that we might not be aware of. Um, but the idea of like relying and connecting with our inner resources when we're doing, um, therapeutic work around not trying to manage our external environment, but instead looking internally and bringing up our internal resources and intuition is one of those. Like it's what helped us be aware of our environment in positive ways too. Like not just, um, for safety, but, um, you know, just gave us certain opportunities for experiences, And, um, so yeah, so the idea that it's kind of internal and an internal resource, I think can be a real strength and very empowering for people to connect Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. I think looking at it from that perspective of of it being this resource that we have, um, I wonder if it might be helpful to kind of continue the conversation by exploring ways to access it, because I think everybody's experiencing this and I'm sure everyone listening to this is already sort of tapping into their own experience of how they access it. Um, But I also think it could be helpful to explore different ways that we all collectively can do that too. Yeah. 
you know, it's funny. One of my favorite things to do when I run like an intuitive group or when I run specifically one around developing intuition is, um, you know, if you have like a coin um, accessible or something like double-sided and you set the intention around asking like a yes or no question and um, you ask the question, you flip the coin, like one side's yes, one side's no. no. Mm-hmm. And um, you flip the coin and you get the response. And what you want to look for is your immediate response to what you got. Mm-hmm. It's not that the coin's going to tell you, yes, this is going to happen or do this or no, don't do this. It's like, what do you feel when you see it? Mm-hmm. That's the intuition. That's what's bringing it out. So, um, you know, sometimes like that's just kind of a simple way to recognize how when you're going through life, either making decisions or um, responding to different situations, like that feeling that gets brought up, you know, around practicing, like through the flipping of the coin, for example, it's like, that's your gut. That's, it's usually also to like where you feel it. Like usually it's in your chest or abdomen area. It's not so much your mind. Um, the mind usually kicks in after and has a, like a little, um, something to say or judgment or analytical part that like kicks in pretty soon after, but like right away, what's that? And then you start vacillating in your mind, well, this or that, or this or that. So, um, like that's kind of just a starting way. Um, I don't know if you guys have any like thoughts on that or if that brings up anything for you. Yeah. And it feels like what you're talking about too, Lauren, is like trusting that initial yeah. instinct, right? Like mm-hmm. in the, the tendency that we have to maybe talk ourselves into or out of like rationalize or justify. Um, and like, you know, the mind can have a lot of commentary on whatever that initial instinctual response was. Um, and we're, we're, talented with uh, psychologically in the sense that like we can get ourselves over to another position right make a good argument for something else um if that serves us on some level to do that so I think Mm -hmm. it it really is um trust is such an important element of that process of like okay this is coming up for me and honoring that um and almost being like reverent toward that like okay so if it's coming up Mm -hmm. for me it's coming up for me for a reason. Um, and like, I want to be respectful of the fact that it's coming up for me and just stay with that and not try to talk myself out of it or whatever. Um, but I'm also, as we're talking about this, realizing that that takes some level of self-awareness, right? Like to even recognize, oh, this is like, you know, when you said more in the example of notice your initial response to what, what, side of the coin landed, right? Like what side the coin landed on. It's not about what side it landed on, but more like, oh shoot, I was hoping it was the other side. That's your response, right? It's yeah. like, okay, so then your intuition speaking to you that way. How how do you sort of work with people who maybe feel like they don't know what their initial instinct or they feel like disconnected maybe from their intuition? Yeah. Yeah, that's important. And that's where like the different types mm-hmm. of intuition come in. Um, so for example, you know, I think a common one that people like, I don't know, don't consider is like being in tune with, you know, like animals or nature or whatever, um, you know, 
like I, I know someone who like really likes plants and it's like, well, you're intuitive. Like you look at them and um, it's like, you know, oh, look, they're, they're thriving. Um, this one needs more water. This one needs this. Like, it's just kind of like a, a knowing mm -hmm. um, around that. So like, it can be through connections to like plants or animals. It can be, I love this example. This is my own, but like I'll watch Jeopardy <laughs> and there is no time to like think often of the answer you know you give or the question or however they frame it but um sometimes I'm like I do not know how I like where did that come from like I never remember learning something it's just like there I don't have time to think sometimes I wonder if I'm like tuning into like a contestant's answer before it happens because sometimes I'll get it wrong but it was their wrong one mm -hmm. so you know that's another one there's like the mental kind of knowing if you even know like if you're someone who knows how to study for a test, like you just kind of know what information you're, you should pay attention to. Like there's a part of you that just kind of clicks around that. That's a type of intuition, even physical intuition. Like you get a sense in your body around um, someone. I know even this goes into empathy and kind of overlaps because even with like mirror neurons, you know, there are people, I read a story about a nurse who can like, diagnose like she feels it in her body mm -hmm. um not to the point of like you know not knowing that it's not hers but um so those are some ways and it's like in your day-to-day -day life even like I don't know like tuning into your car like you might be able to hear like when it's, it's like if you're you know kind of technological like it's slightly off or dry like you need an oil change like there's just so many little things even cooking there's a perfect example not for me just like oh like no and some of it is knowledge about what they're doing but a lot of it is like you know they just they just know like it just feels right it feels um appropriate or in line it resonates so mm -hmm. um so those are like kind of day-to-day -day ways if that makes sense um I feel like I might be missing a few but um you know, and those are just kind of like the physical plane ones, then you kind of get into energy and energetic um, ways, which I truly believe like our bodies, like our physical bodies are like processors for energy. So it's like, depending on how, like, you know, the glitches in the processor or the strengths of the processor, you know, energy gets filtered in different ways. So, mm -hmm. um, and we can always tune ourselves up too in that way, especially with awareness and understanding and practice. Um, but yeah, there's, there's just kind of different ways that people process energetic information and it becomes clear in different ways. So someone might process something and feel it more physically. Someone might get a thought, um, you know, mm -hmm. someone might sense an emotion and that can also extend beyond to like people who, um, are intuitive around, um, future potentials or someone's life that they don't really know personally or mm -hmm. even mediumship um, mm -hmm. with uh, you know people who have crossed over so that's kind of like the extension but it really is present from our very day-to-day -day stuff yeah. um, to such a range yeah. when I can hear like this pattern and theme of self-trust that needs to come in because I think of when I'm connecting with my intuition so often it's like why do I why do I know this? Like, it's not necessarily like, I know I feel this deep knowing, but like, I don't necessarily have a concretized 
example of why I know this. And I think that's where it can be really challenging to connect with our intuition, scary sometimes. And also it it can be challenging to trust. And when you were talking about the cooking thing, I actually super resonate with that. Like I don't know why I know that this needed more of this or something. And it's like the both end of more experience because the last time I put too much of it. So I know that that was too much, you know, but that we can work with our tuition around our intuition, excuse me, around those things. As you were saying this, I can also see the overlap. And I, I heard you speak to this a bit earlier. Um, and I know we were talking about it before of like how intuition can also overlap with other experiences that we may be having such as anxiety or other things like that. So I'm wondering about like what it looks like to differentiate and maybe identify where some of those overlaps come from or can be experienced. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it is like, the, cause they go kind of hand in hand, especially the trust in oneself and then the anxiety, right? So a couple of things, like, I guess I'll start with trust because, um, you know, in this part of the world, anyway, we live in a culture that really, um, you know, focuses on, um, like the scientific method, um, being able to explain things, mm-hmm. quantify, yes. and there's a place for that. And it, you know, I, I just remember reading in history how it came from, you know, spiritual or religion, religious groups taking all the power and saying, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. And people were like, well, no, like let's figure out, let's take a process and let's really analyze and make sure you know, we're not being taken for fools basically. And so, you know, it had like its place in evolution, but um, the rational, like, I'm going to call it the rational Renaissance, I guess. <laughs> um, but like it had, it had, a, I think a very like dampening effect on intuition and also, you know, patriarchal norms um, around just pushing for power and control and anything that kind of questions that being an issue. And so I think there was just this like lack of awareness of intuition and lack of value, you know, over time. So people just, you don't think like, you know, you're not taught growing up, you know, so much as like, I mean, people say trust your instincts, but it's like, they don't tell you how they don't like recognize or point out when you're doing it, you know? So there's not a lot of, I guess, like education or acknowledgement of when that's going on, which is why we're having this conversation. It's like, how do you know what's this? So I think the lack of trust just comes from lack of validation. And, um, you know, even at times, especially for women being punished or, you know, whatever for having worked with that instead of with the power dynamic of, you know, more patriarchal society. So, um, you know, you, even today, you know, people are just called woo woo or, you know, that's, that's not true. How do you prove it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I like. There's a, a like a, a book I read and it was around like evidence versus proof. And it's like, you can't always prove everything. Even when you go to like a court of law, like you provide evidence and it's subjectively, you know, um, analyzed. So it's like, there's evidence for intuition. There's evidence for a lot of things, even in the scientific world. So that was kind of long, but anyway, all around trusting yourself. (laughs) I think it's just been, 
I don't know. It's easy to get removed from that when there's not validation or support. Yeah. yeah. And if I can jump in before you go yeah. into the part of like differentiating from anxiety, because I'm, um, I'm sure that will be very rich as well. <laughs> and I like, but I'm thinking and responding to just what you're sharing now, Lauren, is like, it's not um, like, as you're saying, it's not devaluing um, things like measurement or objective um, truths or, you know, like uh, analysis or some of those more masculine patriarchal kind of qualities. That's just that, that more feminine qualities like receptivity and intuition and subjective rather than objective experience um, have been devalued so significantly that that creates an internalized experience of like of also devaluing it within ourselves right like that the way that um sort of nurture works with nature in the sense of like our conditioning right like if we're growing up in a culture that says these things are not as valuable um as these other things or these things are not really valuable at all in fact they might be just entirely i think you know there's some um context for like these things being imaginary like truly fictional right and not not really having like quote unquote um substance to them because they are subjective and rather than um, objective and like, you know, uh, repeatable, measurable, all those things that um, science really values, which is also, again, also valuable, but just been put on such a pedestal um, at the expense of these other really prominent aspects. And really, I think, um, I feel like Samuel will uh, resonate with this part, but like really like natural elements of the human experience, right? Like we all experience, like, I don't know, I just had this feeling, right? Like, and it's like, okay, so the majority of people will say, okay, I just had this feeling. And then, but then we say like, this isn't real, right? Like, or this isn't, right. uh, we can question, question the validity of something. Um, and so, and the, the idea that like um, objective is better than, or more uh, meaningful than subjective, right? Like, it's almost like, I don't know about you guys, but I've felt like there's like a negative connotation around subjective, like, oh, it's only subjective, right? Like it's not objective, like, which means like ultimate truth in our culture, right? Objective, right? right? Versus it's subjective, Mm -hmm. so it's only true for them. And it's like, well, shit, that's that's important. You know, what's true for me is really, really valuable in my own life, my own experience. And when we're talking about mental health and we're talking about mental and emotional well-being, it just feels like, in addition to just functioning in general and interpersonal dynamics and all, I think there's a very holistic um, argument for intuition as well, but specifically within the realm of our own well-being, such an important component to access in ourselves, like to leave that off the table or to devalue it in the way that we maybe have been uh, taught to devalue it. It's like, um, then we miss out on that very rich, very potent, very nourishing aspects of our own self and our own nature and you all know that I'm very into uh Jungian psych and shadow stuff and like whenever we push something away or disown a part of ourselves it's uh not going anywhere right like it's not going anywhere um and so what happens what are the you know adverse consequences of of disowning those parts and saying you know devaluing them in such a significant way so I just wanted to jump in there, Lauren, I appreciate you giving me the space for it, but I just thought that was, I was moved by your sharing. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you too. Cause I think the bottom line too, is like, it's about 
ethical like ways of being like are you, you can use any way of being whether it's rational intuitive etc you know more ethically or unethically and when it becomes like a power dynamic a power struggle then things get devalued like you said mm -hmm. there's devaluation um and so it's like you know when subjectivity and the subjective experiences are being imposed on groups out of a power dynamic out of control then they kind of are like counteracting with rational and let's bring that up and like you know and then it's like okay so how do you integrate which is really what a lot of mental health is and by mental health it's really whole person health because you're integrating all different parts of self that fall under categories of mind body spirit you know for example so yeah there is that that importance of there's no there's no need to devalue any part of self it's just where does it fit in in balance in, in enough of a balance to create a working picture um on that way and it's funny because when you talk about like bringing up like the devaluation and then people like with the shadow work and young and psych that relates to anxiety when we're not comfortable with a part of ourself we're anxious about it we fear it right so um to me anxiety is a physical body like a physical plane um wiring for survival and to prevent pain and suffering like you know so it's like any time and of course like it was more physically oriented for many years where we live you know fortunately like most of our physical safety needs are met so the same system though the fight flight freeze friend you know um amygdala all that good stuff um <laughs> it's the same system whether it's a physical threat or an emotional threat or mental like so when we're not comfortable with intuition this to me is the difference intuition like getting a message like when you see something with your five senses for example on the physical plane you're just seeing it then your mind or your body responds is this safe not friend foe all that stuff like so fast that we're not even aware of it but that's like it can be split seconds you know that it kicks in or sometimes it actually kicks in before we're conscious of what's going on too. So there's that part. Um, so I do think like when we're talking about the difference between and people are like, Oh, I'm afraid of my intuition. Like I'm afraid I might see something I don't like, especially around like death or accidents or things. And um, you know, what I say to that is that's one form of intuition. It's not usually the norm. And if it is your norm, then really like, I would suggest that you find like a really ethical mentor that could help with that because, mm -hmm. um, you know, especially like this podcast won't be able to answer that depth of experience, but there are ways to work with that too. People do it. Um, mm -hmm. but for the more like, you know, daily type of intuition, I'm sure most everybody has an experience where they've been like, I knew that was going to happen, or I went a different way or, you know, and then there was an accident. So it's like, there's something there. And then we kind of freak out, but it's really like our bodies are like, well, we just, averted a threat you know and so there is a difference but there is overlap so yeah. I don't know you know what your responses are to that but yeah no I absolutely agree I I was thinking about it specifically because like you were saying anxiety is such a somatic and physiological experience and I know for myself 
I have a hard time deciphering sometimes between the intuitive somatic experiences and anxiety. And I can sometimes also get wrapped up in trying to identify or like, which is which Mm -hmm. versus to me, it's, it's also important to be like, Oh, that's right. Like I am this integrated being, does it matter Mm -hmm. identifying the difference? And I'm not saying that it does or it doesn't, but really leaning into, is this still my body's way of guiding me to what, um, is going to help protect me or is what, um, is aligned for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Exactly. And like one other quick thing around that is, um, you know, intuition is about potentials and likely like, you know, especially future oriented intuition, like present tense moment, you are reading, you know, what's going on right now, um, in your life in different ways, but, um, future oriented is about potentials. I always like the Star Wars quote by Yoda, like always in motion is the future. (laughs) Like, you know, people have free will and choice. And that's the other part of intuition. Why not to fear it? Like it's, it's, um, it's a sensing, it's a signal, it's an option. It's information. You can have information in any way and still make a decision that completely defies it, (laughs) you know? So it's like, that's where free will and choice comes in. So we don't have to be afraid of intuition as overpowering our free will and choice either. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of that, like, um, I love the future always in motion quote, <laughs> um, but I, I'm thinking about like that, still that overlap, potential overlap between anxiety and, um, and intuition. And I'm actually thinking of it in the context of like rationalization even as well. Like, um, so I think there's a component of a real strong need for self-awareness, developing, practicing self-awareness and willingness to be honest with yourself. So I'm thinking of like a specific example that's coming to mind, probably because I, I hear it a lot from friends, from clients. I certainly have been in the situation myself. And I think it's a common one where say like, maybe you feel like you have uh, an intuitive impression around a relationship or a person, a specific person. And you're like, I just know that this person is the right person for me, or I just know that they're not or whatever. Right. It sort of doesn't matter what the objective thing is. It's like that feeling. Yes, I know it. Um, or no, I don't, or, or I know it's not. And the way that, um, we can confuse that with our own, um, like psychological, you know, uh, acrobatics, if you will, to make a situation what we would like it to be, right? Like, so if I, is that really my intuition? Is that um, some trauma coming up for me around familiarity with this type of um, love dynamic that maybe isn't necessarily helpful for me, but I feel so much, uh, such a strong pull toward it that I'm telling myself that it's intuition when really um, I'm, I need to explore this a little bit more deeply and see what, what might really be coming up for me. So I think there is also, I just wanted to offer that in the conversation. Cause that's something I hear intuition come up around a lot is like relationship and people and interpersonal relationships and what to do in relationship to others. Mm-hmm. And because that's such a, an important part of our lives as humans, right? It takes up a lot of our mental space. So I think it's a place where people um, apply some of the things that they're trying to learn about intuition or about themselves uh, in the context of relationship often. So I just wanted to throw that into the conversation. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. Yeah. It's making me think of earlier when it was like, the question of why do I know this? Or why do I feel like, Mm -hmm. it's like, again, it doesn't have to be the concretized. I know this because I knew it was going to rain because 
the weatherman told me it was going to rain, <laughs> but it's like, oh, that just made me think of Mean Girls. Um, exactly. But, <laughs> 100%. Yep. but um, <laughs> sorry, that just totally made me lose <laughs> tangent. Thought for a second. <laughs> um, but, but it's like that piece of leaning in and inquiring, like you're talking about Kristen, the self-awareness. And I was thinking of this too, where it's like, does it matter or does it not matter if it's intuition or anxiety? And it's like, it matters in the sense that we're identifying where, like, why within ourselves we may be checking into this information or expanding or sensing around something um, versus like, it doesn't have to be concretized in such a specific way, but that it is important for us oftentimes to explore. And maybe we don't always find the exact answer, but to, to be asking ourselves and to be leaning in is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think like a, like kind of a, for me, like a quick distillation is like intuition is information. Anxiety is response, Mm. you know? So it's like, just like in relationships, you can have friends literally tell you red flags or whatever, Mm. and that's information. Your gut might also be telling you, I don't know about this, but it's like asking yourself, what experience do I want to have right now? Do I want to go for it despite the red flags? It's like, you can still choose. You can have red flags and people can label your decisions as bad. But if that's the experience you want to have, mm-hmm. you can choose that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it. I think it's like, you, you just have to own all parts of self. And that kind of goes back to shadow work and, you know, Jungian concepts. But it's like, when you own all parts of self, it's not so much a good decision or a bad decision. It's what do I want to experience right now? Mm-hmm. And that takes the pressure off too. And it's like anxiety release. And it brings you back to your own empowerment, which is ultimately like, to me, the most important thing, um, you know, we can do for ourselves. And the more we're comfortable with our empowerment, the more we do choose things that are in alignment for what we'd like to experience or lean into more or, you know, not lean into as much. Mm-hmm. Lauren, thank you so much for all of this like incredible knowledge and this conversation today. Is there anything like final thoughts that you feel like you don't certainly don't have to? I just don't want to just like wrap it and be like, okay, we're done. But is there anything (laughs) else that you like feel like you want to say to sort of wrap? I would just say like intuition is not something to be afraid of. It's not anything bigger than you know, it's not this magical, mystical thing. I mean, it's got really cool aspects of that, but it's accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. And if to feel more comfortable with it, really doing like grounding techniques, mindfulness practices, you know, meditation, um, just being, feeling centered and safe in your own body and self really then makes us more comfortable and open and receptive to intuition and in all its different forms. Mm -hmm. And also always question things that feel disempowering, Mm -hmm. you know, intuition or anything else. Like, even if you don't like it, there's an empowerment component to it, or at least neutral. Mm -hmm. So if something feels like, you know, or if anybody tells you things like, you, you know, get readings or whatever, and you don't feel empowered by it, you don't have to take it in, you know, Mm -hmm. you have free will and choice. So yeah absolutely thank you guys thank you this is awesome (laughs) so fun all right everyone we appreciate you listening sammy i always appreciate your presence and lauren it was wonderful to have you as well yeah and uh, (laughs) sammy and i will talk to you in our next episode that's it well bye bye